Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Tomato's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new BBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experienced development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach DeMeyer's podcast. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 75th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance, to learn a little bit more about who they actually are, and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Duke University women's basketball sport performance coach, Ashley Beaver. Ash, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me back with you. Yeah, dude, fired up. Great to chop it up here a bit. It's always great to talk and kind of make a fool of myself when we get to, get to catch up here. But before we get too far into this, who is Ashley? I feel like that's a very loaded question, but she Ashley's a lot of people, but first and foremost, I am just Ashley. Like definitely one of those coaches. Like if you walk into a room, I'm, I am just Ashley. I am here to hopefully make you better, you know, inspire you to, I don't know, perform well, be the best that you can be and all of those things. But, um, I'm just a person too. So that I, if you email me, call me, do any of those things, it's just Ashley and I'm totally fine. Ash is fine too. Uh, outside of that, I am a daughter and I'm the most amazing sister. Both of my siblings will tell you I am awesome at all times. Um, that's first and foremost. My family is so very important to me and, and I'm, you know, I wouldn't be here without their support. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, but I'm a military brat. Um, and, but I call Savannah, Georgia, my home. Um, I am still, even though I'm old, I'm still an athlete. I still am super competitive. Those are the things that kind of drive me and, 
and obviously drive where I'm at and where I want to be. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm a sports performance coach currently, and I work with the, the Duke women's basketball team and I'm loving it. And again, it's just, you know, I am driven by my passion, which is to inspire people and make people better. And that's, that's why I'm here. That's awesome. I love it. And I think that someone who's had a, an interesting voyage when it's being a military brat and the stops you had to go from Duke and up north and then back to Duke, there, there's been some times where there's been some things that have probably turned that light bulb on that have been pretty, pretty intense. So if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. I can definitely say that I've had a few. Just a, a blanket one, I, I think, is uh, it was very interesting for me to go from being in a situation where I had multiple teams and multiple sports and then coming to a situation where I was just with one. And in doing so, obviously, I talked to, you know, my mentor is uh, Mike Buley, who obviously works with basketball, and then Coach Will, who is with men's basketball. And I just, you know, was picking their brains. You know, what do I need to do differently? Because obviously going to one, I'm going to be much more involved with every aspect. So not just being in the weight room, being that weight room person, but, you know, being out on the court, all of the conditioning, um, aspects of nutrition, aspects of recovery, helping with return to play, all of those things. So just kind of picking their brains and even going over testing and trying to revamp like my, I was super hyped, like, oh, okay, this is going to be important to me. And this is what I'm going to do. Um, you know, and then taking that to my first meeting with the coaches, like obviously after we did all of our formalities, but bringing that to them, being really excited about it. And then just being told right to your face, like, no, that's not what we're going to do. Uh, um, okay. Why? You know, obviously like, that's what my question was. I'm like, sure. Like, tell me, you know, what, what your ex expectations are and like, what are you thinking? And, you know, and, and a why behind it. And it was, you know, we've done it this way for this many years and, and we've been successful and that's how we're going to do it. And that's what we're going to keep on doing. So um, obviously it was like a little deflated after that conversation, just because like, I was extremely excited and it was mine. And it was like the first time, like everything was mine and, and that's what we were doing. Um, and then I kind of took a step back and that's when it was like, having to change my mindset instead of being, um, I don't know, ego, but hurt about it instead, like, how do I change my mindset? Um, and how do I accomplish what I need to accomplish? Um, but get just getting around the new parameters I have. So instead of being like, so set in my ways and, you know, whatever, humbling myself to the fact that I'm working with other people. Um, but I still, I, I know as the practitioner, what I need to get done. Um, and so I still need to do those, even if I can't do it the way I want to do it. So, okay, let's look at this completely differently. And so something I think that that really changed for me as well is like how important it is with your relationship with not only your student athletes, because right as sports performance coaches, we keep, we, we are constantly told build relationships with your athletes. Like they're going to trust you more if they know more about you and they know you care. Well, it's the same thing with your coaches and then going through like a few coaching staffs and then an entire coaching staff change. Like, I think that was really helpful for me because then it was okay. I not only do I have to work out this stuff with my student athletes, 
I really have to work at these new relationships with these coaches because before I can accomplish, you know, most of my goals and what I need to do, I need them to trust me as well. So like, how is my relationship and relationship building with these coaches different than it was before? So that way they trust that like, Hey, Ashley's got it. Just let her take care of the weight room. We're not going to get in the way. Like we're, as long as they are seeing what they want to see on the court, I'm in a good position. So I, I think that really helped me grow as, as a person and, and as a sports performance coach to kind of like change that. It's not just, it is about our student athletes, obviously at the end of the day, that's number one, but really working on, you know, those relationships with, with other people. hundred percent. I think that's something that a lot of us, when we take that dive into the excuse the word, sports-specific realm, um, run into, right? Where, because you've been running around like a chicken with your head cut off for so long, doing all these different things that you didn't, this isn't fair to say, but you didn't necessarily have the time to invest in fully what you were trying to do, that when you start to try to invest in fully, you realize that some of those investments don't, tick the boxes that are necessarily important to the staff oh a hundred percent and I don't think you said it incorrectly like just with working with seven teams there's no way in hell excuse me there's no way that I could travel with all of those teams that I could warm them up for every practice warm them up for every game cool them down for every practice every game I would be I would be nothing right now (laughs) so it's just yes that like the investment piece is just way it's just different it's it's not any less I still loved like having seven teams and and the multiple interactions that you got but yes it was just, it was just completely different but you were exactly right like those some of those boxes that I was ticking with seven teams are not necessarily conducive to having one team and it's it's got to be different and then it's how we can accomplish those things or you know work as a complete unit to accomplish those things hundred percent. I think that's a great way to put it too. And I think though, that when you're running through those situations, you've got to be willing to dig and you've got to be willing to, you know, turn over some rocks and, and really take a step back and look in the mirror at times too, and, and ask questions and, and be able to question yourself to make sure that not only you're answering the questions that are being provided, but that you understand the questions that are being provided and that you're not just trying to self-serve yourself in that situation, you know? And I think that that's hard, but I also think that leads us to be inquisitive as professionals, which leads me to question two. If Ashley could ask one question and she knows she would get the answer to it, what would that question be and why? Ashley has a lot of questions that she would like the answer to. And I think I was leaning towards a question before, and I'm going to take it a different direction because we were talking about, you know, how I had to transition and do that change. I guess my question with this kind of new generation of student athletes that we do have and things, situations that happened at other universities, where do we go when accountability is now almost like a hard word to say, a hard word to use. You can't use the punishment word. That's not a thing anymore. So in teaching and also in, in teaching accountability, 
and creating a standard and creating a culture. Where do we go when we, I mean, I don't know, when we can't hold people accountable. And I don't mean running people into the ground. That's not, that's not where I'm going with that question. But if you can't, if you can't run, okay, well then let's mop. If you can't mop because that's degrading to somebody else, then what do you do? Then you give someone a gold star for showing up on time, but then the other person doesn't get the gold star. Well, then I am not being fair to the person that got the gold star because they still came in. I still got some of the work done. You know what I mean? So like, what, what, where do we go? Because we still, this is still a team unit. This is still, no matter what, and I know I'm specifically talking about college sports and obviously specifically basketball, but there, it, for the whole thing to work, we all have to have some sort of team standard and team, team accountability. So what do we do? It's hard, dude. It's hard, you know? Like, we talked a lot about that before we started, just so people understand, like, and it's, it's challenging, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem... When you discuss the ideas of punishment, there are a lot of things that seem to make sense as to why it is bad. Obviously, comma, if there is no repercussions for things that have occurred, what then deters behavior? And I know some people like to say, well, just tell them they can't train and then that's the punishment those people probably have never worked in college basketball because I would say at least half of them don't want to train anyway. So now you're positively reinforcing the decision. Again, I'm not saying- Exactly, I don't have to do it. No, right. If, but if I know that I won't have to train that day or be in the weight room or be at practice and that's where my head is at, I'm going to continue to do that behavior because I'm getting what I want. Facts. And it's, it's wild. And it's like, I think too, what'll be really interesting is when now all this NIL stuff actually really goes through, whether that was supposed to be the first of the year or July one or whatever it is, and these kids can start getting paid. Like, how does that impact it? Like how, like what, what sort of curveball does that throw in now? Cause it's like, I think it adds an entire, another blanket, an entire, another level on top of it, because I feel like in a naive way, there's going to be student athletes that are like, oh, we're about to get paid. And then when they realize if they're not playing, if they're not the, you know, quote unquote star of the team and doing, they're not going to be getting paid as much as said person. So then what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to work harder and try to, okay, maybe not this year, but maybe this next year, I'm going to be the person because I'm going to be the one that wants, you know, and there are going to be athletes that do that but then I I feel like we're going to have the same response on the opposite end we're like okay well I'm not getting it so what am I doing here why am I doing this oh and also there's no repercussions for me not working so like I'm Gucci (laughs) yeah seriously like it's just it's just kind of crazy spin you know that I think that is just so 2020 2021 that is just like this hamster wheel of 
what are we doing? Where are we going? How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to make it work? Is it even working? What day is it? I don't even know, but <laughs> it's January or is it March? I mean, what time is it? Like the whole thing where it's just like, it feels like Groundhog's Day, only it's getting cold. I don't, and yes. I don't like the second part. But I, I feel like that's the bigger, like, so just like bringing it back together is I don't want it to be the punishment thing. You know what I mean? You are not a punishment person. I'm not a punishment person. I want to hold my people accountable for my area and what we're doing because they know that that standard is set. It's the same thing every single time everyone's held to the exact same standard. It's accountability. It is not punishment. And yeah. in your area, you do the accountability over there and it's accountability. It's just holding someone to a standard. And I don't want it to get misconstrued with punishment because that's where people are like, ah, <laughs> and that's not my job either. I'm not the punishment person. Right. But you bet, is, you bet your bottom, like, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, like what we talked about before, it's like, I also think too that the one thing that people overlook in this situation is the power of having a consequence is a stop. Like once you've, I make a mistake, I'm late, or I don't show up because I don't set my alarm, even though my phone is physically attached to my temple at all moments. I come in, we have a consistent consequence. I do the consequence. Everything is now over. There's no, you did this and we just have to kind of let it ride. And then like things with the players stem up. You know what I mean? Like players start to hold resentment towards each other because of that. We will hold resentment against people because we're human. Like it just is bound to happen. The coaches will get mad because they have to deal with this stuff. And it's just like, if there could just be a simple you don't tick the box. This is how you fix it. I just think a lot of things would be easier. Again, and this could just be because I'm old curmudgeon and stuck in my ways, but I just think it's easier because it's like, okay, it's done. Next foot You get it over with and out walk. of the, yep. You get it over with and out of the way and like, okay, let's wash our hands of it. We'll be done. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. A lot easier. Well, listen, <laughs> As someone who is in the mix of it constantly and in this crazy world, this is a hard one to ask, but if this was traditional world and all of these things are possible, we get through the season, it's time to take a breath. What's Ashley's escape? In a non-COVID traditional time, I am out of, I, I am out of here. It's one of my... One of the things I always do is go see my family. And I know that just sounds silly, but I'm just like the only one away. And so it's really nice to kind of spend a little bit of time with them and, and do that. That's a huge escape for me. Um, but I love traveling. And even within sports performance and then also the military side of things, I now know people everywhere. And it is like such an amazing experience to be like, okay, I need to get out of town. And everyone's like, oh, you can come here. You can come stay, come train. That's my favorite is when people are like, come out here and then you can come still a part of us. I love training. Like my escape right now, even though we're in this COVID year is I go somewhere else, not in the university to go work out. I still work out at work. I love fitness and like 
at, you know, making myself better, but it's like this outside community that's not work that you may holds me accountable to, you know, staying fit and doing whatever. So like those kind of things. So it, it would be traveling um, for sure. And I think outside of that, like I really, and it was really funny because I think I listened to like two or three of your other podcasts and everyone was saying the same thing, but like, I love cooking. And I don't know if it's the cooking part to like get me relaxed and out of it, but eating the food afterward is my favorite part. Like you could food motivate me to do anything. You could food motivate me to do anything. That's awesome. No, yes, you know, I like I don't was. judge places that I go based off of like, oh, like the, you know, the Louvre was beautiful. It's like, how was the food? That's when I want to know because that's where I'm going. Yeah, cooking is more and more like becoming my like turn off. Like come back and it's like, all right, I'm making dinner and this is my time where it's like I am turning this thing off to and I don't know if I noticed that as much until a bunch of people started talking about it. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously you don't get to 215 pounds if you couldn't be food motivated also. So like, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in on that one. Like I'm, I'm hundred percent there. It's just like, you know, I think I've been very fortunate. Mine has went the opposite way during, and I've been cooking more than ever, but yeah, well, I mean, I've, I had to like go the other way. I'm luckily I'm not 215 anymore. My gosh. <laughs> I'm hard enough to look at, let alone when I'm fat. I mean, it's just oh, like, stop. It's not good, but but no. Ash, as always, it's awesome to catch up. This is great. I truly appreciate your time and everything that you're doing to, to try to help people grow and be better. And uh, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today. This was great. No, thank you so much. Yeah, but we'll be in touch real soon. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye.